Welcome to another Regeneration Podcast. Proverbs 18.24 There are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. But a real friend sticks closer than a brother. Okay. Now, I want to ask you guys something. How many of you guys, be honest, how many of you guys have a real friend? A real friend. Now, I want to, because we're going to talk about that today, because I, I figure everybody's hands will go up, and that's great. That's awesome. But we need, to, we, we need to evaluate what a real friend looks like, because a real friend looks like a lot of things. And typically what happens is, is that, what appears to be a real friend may not truly be a real friend. They may really be an associate. And you have to know how to distinguish an associate between a real friend. Because a real friend will be in your life from the time that God puts them there, key word there, God puts them there till the day you die. Along the way, you will have what's called associates. You'll have associates. You'll have people that you'll see, you'll meet. Hey, what's up, man? Oh, hey, man, what's going on? All right, yeah, okay. And then you might hang out, might go shoot pool, might, you know, might get into a golf league together when you become older. But that's not necessarily a true best friend. Okay, that's not necessarily a true best friend. Again, the Bible says a true friend sticks closer than a brother. So in the commentary is about King David. How many of you guys know who King David is? You guys heard about King David? Pretty much one of the famous biblical characters. We all know about King David. We know how King David came into power, and we understand that he had anointed, he had been anointed, okay, by Samuel, who placed his hands on him and told him, you are going to become king over all of Israel, now, David was a mighty warrior. David was a man. He was the guy who pretty much went out with the slingshot, threw it, hit Goliath in the head, not Goliath out, went over, grabbed Goliath's sword, cut Goliath's head off, and thus people began to sing the praises of David. He wasn't king yet. He was still just a boy, all right? And God had put his hands on David, and he even took David through training. So we understand who David is. But look what it says here. Commentary says, King David had a friend named Jonathan who was prince and heir to the throne of Israel. It is said that Jonathan and David's friendship was so close that when Jonathan died in battle next to his father Saul, David wept for his brother, his best of friends that was closer to him than his own blood brothers. Jonathan begins to really put a protective hedge around him. He begins to cover him. He begins to allow nothing to happen to him because he understood who this man was. They were placed in each other's lives. And it was clear to him that, yes, even though he was supposed to be the next king, that God had called David to be king. And he was all right with that. Understand something about your friends. People tend to get jealous. And so Jonathan, though, was a true friend to David. Think about this for a second. 
You're called to be the next king or queen. Okay? You're called to be the next person that's going to be the king or queen. All right? Let's bring it even closer to home. Your parents own a business. Your parents eventually are going to die, and who are they going to turn the business over to? But let's say all of a sudden there's this guy or young lady that comes along, and she's sharp. He or she is sharp, and they got it going on. And they can take your parents' business 10 levels higher than you can. How would you feel knowing that person was working with you? A lot of people, let's be honest, most of us would be like, that ain't got nothing to do with me. It's still my business. I'm still in charge. But look at what Jonathan does. Jonathan sees what's happening here, and he realizes, now, God's hands on this guy. And because God's hands on this guy, this guy's going to be able to take Israel 10 levels higher than I ever could. So this is definitely the right fit. This is definitely the right fit for the kingdom of Israel. Have you ever had a friend in your life you knew would be with you through thick and thin? And I'm not talking about the ones, okay, that helps get you in trouble. We ain't talking about them kind, but the ones that are there to keep you out of trouble. This is what Jonathan was to David, and he knew the value of David and his relationship. Despite the fact that prophecy said David was going to be the next king, Jonathan wasn't concerned with that at all. He only cared about his friendship with David and David's well-being. We're going to look at five characteristics of a true friend according to the Bible. Number one, we're going to fill in the blank here. A healthy friend doesn't tell you what you want to hear. They tell you the truth in love, even if it hurts a little, because ultimately they want the best for you. They want the best for you. A healthy bond will take place, okay? It's point number, point number two. I actually flipped them, but this is point number two. A healthy bonding will take place with a true friend. The scales will not tip in one's favor, but remain balanced for both. A healthy bonding will take place with a true friend. The scales will not tip in one's favor, but remain balanced for both. What does that mean? You say, well, Mr., what does that mean exactly? If you're always the one that the friend is expecting to do stuff, hey, come to my house. Okay? Next day, hey, come to my house. Okay? Next day, hey, come to my house. Okay, I don't feel like coming to your house today, dude. Why don't you come to my house? What's the problem? Come to my house. We got an issue here. We got an issue. We need, we, we need to examine it. Hey, can I, can I borrow some money? Can I borrow some money? Now, remember, now, this is your best friend. Who said no? This is your best friend. Remember, remember y'all all said y'all all had a best friend now. Everybody said they got a best friend. Right? Everybody said they got a best friend, right? Hey, can I borrow some money? Now, this is just the first time. Can I borrow some money? Yeah, I got you. But then next go around. Hey, can I borrow some money? You might say, yeah, no problem, because you got it. You know, I got you, dog. Here you go. Thanks, man. I, I, I got you. I'm going to get you. Now, all of a sudden, you're in a situation where you need some money, and all of a sudden, they ain't got none. Now, I ain't got no money. 
but yet y'all go to a restaurant with your other friends and they order a McDonald's. Let me get a Big Mac with cheese and a large fry and a Coke and uh, and you stand there. What's up, dog? I thought you ain't had no money. Well, I got none for you. I got some for me. A healthy bond will take place with a true friend and the scales will not tip in one's favor. True friends, the scales never tip in one's favor. My best friend, let me tell you how, let me tell you how close my best, let me tell you what I knew I had a best friend, a true best friend. I knew God had sent this person. And I'm playing basketball and all of a sudden, man, these rock and roll dudes throw a volleyball at me. Hit me in the back of the head. Bow! I was like, oh, shoot, man. I said, yo, what's up? That's probably not what I said, but close to it. So I turn around, I'm like, yo, what's up? I walk over there, grab the volleyball because, you know, everybody's like, oh, dang, man. The black kid just got hit with a volleyball, man. Oh, snap. What's going to happen? So I walk over to the bleachers because they all in the bleachers. They all laughing. I'm like, well, what's up? Who did it? And then one of them was like, nobody was saying nothing. They said, you do it. So finally, one of them was like, yeah, what if, what if I did do it? What you going to do about it? He says, it's eight of us and only one of you anyway. Next thing I know, my boy Keith Dabbs, Keith Dabbs is his name, walks over, stands next to me, says, no, nah, it's two of us. Now what y'all going to do about it? Now, I didn't know this guy from Adam. Did not know this joker. Had never seen him, never met him. We ain't do nothing about this cat. Comes stands to me. And I'm looking at him like, okay, cool. Now it's two of us. I got four. He got four. What's up now? And they was like, okay, okay, it's cool. By this point, Jim Teacher came out and broke it up. And he comes to me. And he says, look, man, my name is Keith, man. What's your name? I said, my name is Pierre. We talk. He's like, man, good to meet you, Pete. He said, hey, man, we're getting together after school, playing some basketball at my house, man. You're more than welcome to come and join us. I went and joined him and played basketball with him. And from that day forward, we became best friends. Let me tell you how deep our friendship is. When I was touring one time, and this is in the early 90s, we were on our way. I was touring with a group that you guys don't know, a Christian group back in the day. They had a record deal with a record label out of Nashville. And we were traveling, and we rode our tour bus out in the middle of North Dakota. Very bad accident. People got hurt. And the management company that they were signed to, Basically told them there was nothing they could do to help them. Guys, really sorry to hear that. God, we're praying for you guys. I hope you guys make it home safe. We were there stranded for two weeks, well, 10 days. Stranded. 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 Well, we, people in the town helped us. A church helped us, you know, but thank God for the body of Christ. Amen. Because the church there helped us. But it got to the point where everybody they were reaching out to, because I worked for them. I was the DJ. I did the mixing and scratching for the shows, played the music, you know. So I'm like, man, this is y'all gig. I don't know what, you know, y'all got to call y'all people. They pe- Nobody, none of their people could help them. None of them. So I just felt my spirit. I'm praying like, Lord, you know, I got a family at home. I got to get home. I got other dates. I'm supposed to be doing with other artists. You know, I'm supposed to be in California next week, you know, doing this other gig with these other artists. You got to open these doors and bless us. So I felt my spirit call Keith. I'm like, I'm in North Dakota. Keith is not coming out here. Now, Keith owned his own business by this point. You know, we're like, you know, mid to, early, mid to late 20s. He owned his own business. He's, you know, he wasn't making a whole bunch of money. He was doing okay. And so I called Keith. I said, Keith, hey, man, it's Pete. He said, hey, what's up, man? And uh, I'm like, listen, dude. He said, how's the tour going? I said, it's not. Got into, a, got into an accident. Rode the van. One of the guys just got released from the hospital. We're at this family's house. This church put us up, blah, 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 blah. 
do you think you can come and get me? Because I'm supposed to be in, um, I'm, spo- I'm supposed to be in California. He's like, yeah. He said, I'll be there in 13 hours. True story. He said, what time is it, Pete? I said, it's blah, blah, blah. He said, I'll see you in 13 hours. He said, tell everybody to be ready when I get there. Pulls up, had rented a van for everybody else, put everybody in the van. That's when I knew I had a true friend. That's when I knew I had a true friend. We are still best friends, still to this day. This is why also a true friend doesn't tell you what you want to hear. They tell you the truth in love, even if it hurts. Even if it hurt, he tell me in love. He didn't care. He didn't care. It was never lopsided. Look at what 1 Samuel 18, 1 through 4 says. After David had finished talking with Saul, he met Jonathan, the king's son. There was an immediate bond between them, for Jonathan loved David. From that day on, Saul kept David with him and wouldn't let him re- Excuse me, return home. And Jonathan made a solemn pact with David because he loved him as he loved himself. Underline that. Because he loved him as he loved himself. Key statement. The Bible tells us that we are to love our neighbor as we. So if your quote unquote best friend has a low self-esteem. Chances are they can't really love you as their best friend because they don't love themselves because their self-esteem is too low. Understand this. Hurt people hurt people. Proverbs 27, 6 says, Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. Now, what does that actually mean? Absolutely. Thank you very much, Corinth. Way to go, babe. Very true. Listen, a true friend will not abandon you. Even when they're telling you the truth, they're not going to abandon you. They'll be by your side. They'll be by your side. A true friend will be there when you need them the most through your hurting times and your joyful times. Okay, they'll be there when you need them the most through your hurting times and your joyful times. Look at what Proverbs 27 and 10 says. Proverbs 27 and 10 says, never abandon a friend, either your friends or your fathers. When disaster strikes, you won't have to ask your brother for assistance. It's better to go to your neighbor, or in this case, your friend, than to a brother who lives far away. I told you guys a few minutes ago, I'm sitting there stranded, man. I could have called my brother, but you know what? I knew that this best friend of mine that I knew God had put in my life, key phrase, you're going to keep hearing me say that because that's very critical. God put this man in my life. And so what happened? What happened was is that's who God laid in my spirit to call. And I called him and he was there. It's better to do that, man, than to go to somebody, man, that you know is going to be like, you should have put yourself in that position in the first place. How many of y'all been there before? How many of y'all been there before? You reaching out to somebody in your family? You should have, why you put yourself in that position? You should, I tried to, I tried to tell you. How many of y'all know people like that, quote unquote friends? I tried to tell you, but you ain't want to listen. Okay, I get that. I'm wrong, but can you help me or not? I could, but I ain't going to help you because you need to learn your lesson. Okay? Man, do you have friends who are always loyal to you? 
I did the adult service the other day, man, Bible study on Tuesday, and I was telling the adults, man, because ain't that I tell y'all, I was telling the adults, I was like, don't you just wish sometimes you could talk to somebody about issues you was dealing with, man, whatever that issue may be, and not have it be spread all over the place, not have it blurred out to the whole world? Don't you wish that sometimes? Yeah, you with me, baby girl? Some of y'all with me? Because I know for me, man, it's sometimes I wish I could just talk to somebody, man, not have my business spread out all over the world. Y'all feel me? It's true. It's true, man. It's true. It's people, man, you know. But listen, a best friend, when you have a best friend, I don't care how messed up the situation is. They're not going to spread your business all over the place. They're going to try to help you through that situation. And that's what a best friend does. A true friend is a defense. A true friend is a defense against danger and bad relationships. A true friend is a defense against danger and bad relationships. Listen, they will be there for you. They will be there for you to help you from getting into bad relationships. I got another friend of mine, a brother, and we real close, and I was having some issues, man, and he was like, yo, dude, don't do it. Don't do it. And I was like, yeah, man, but you know, dog, blah, 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 blah. He was like, don't matter. He said, don't do it. He said, here's why you don't want to do it. And he began to break the scenario down for me. Began to, he began to explain to me why I didn't need to do this. And he pointed it out, and he made it plain to me in black and white. He didn't side with me, but I was going to do something because I was hurt, and this individual, my best friend, not Keith, but my other best friend, Tyrone, was like, here's why you don't want to do that. Boom, 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 boom. And when he began to break it down, I knew he was around the money. I knew it was the Holy Spirit speaking through him. I was like, man, you know what? I said, you're right, man. I need, to, I need not to do that. I need not to do that. I need to leave that alone. This is what a best friend does for you. He covers you. And he's even told me his own mouth. Pete, you are my inspiration because of your situation, because of what you've done is helped me even in my own situation. Look at what 1 Samuel 19, 1 through 3 says. Saul now urged his servants and his son, Jonathan, to assassinate David. Saul's telling Jonathan, I need you to kill this joker. You his boy, kill him. But Jonathan, because of his strong affection for David, told him what his father was planning. Tomorrow morning, he warned, he warned him, you must find a hiding place out in the fields. I'll ask my father to go out there with me, and I'll talk to him about you. Then I'll tell you everything I can find out. That was the story I told you a few minutes ago. Jonathan, John's like, man, my dad's gone nuts. And this is my best friend? I'm not going to betray my best friend. I'm not going to put my best friend in harm's way. Remember, the Bible says that there is a friend that will stick closer to you even than a, a brother, family. When your family will turn against you, and trust me, if they haven't, it's going to be a time that your family's going to turn against you. It's just human nature. Your true best friend will be there for you. Not to side with you and not to tell you, yeah, you're right. You need to go ahead and just, you know, just rebel. They ain't going to tell you that. 
but they're going to be there to comfort you and to help you through the situation with the love of Christ, the love of God. And if anything, they're going to encourage you to do the right thing by your parents or your brother or your sister. Because, again, they don't tell you what you want to hear. They tell you the truth. They tell you what's going to help you. A true friend, this is my last point, a true friend is one that God sends and not one that you find on your own. Understand that. You don't find them on your own. God sends them to you. He puts them in your life. God puts them there to help build you up. He puts them in your life to help build you up. Well, minister, how do I know who, 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 my, who my true friend is going to be? Well, we're going to pray. We're going to pray today that God will put true friends in your heart. Now, it might be the very person that you think it is, and it might not be. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, you will know them by their fruits. You will know them by their actions. You'll know them by what they do. Too many people are too gullible and too open to just accept what people tell them. Girl, you my best friend. Big dog, you my best friend, man. Can I get some money? Too many people are too gullible. I'm not talking just you guys. I'm talking people in general. You know Why? Because people desire community. It's human nature for us to commune with each other. We have to commune. It's how God made us. And so we're all looking. Look at what these last two Proverbs said, and I'm going to pray. We're going to close with prayer. Proverbs 27 and 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Remember, God puts them in your life to build you up. They will sharpen you. They will challenge you. They will encourage you. They will help take you to new levels and new heights in your personal growth. They will cause you to become more mature as an individual. They'll cause you to become more mature. Man, Keith made me become more mature, man. Man, you all, all you ever want to do is fight, dog. All you ever do is get, you always get an amp. Calm down. You're not going to benefit nothing. And as I began to listen to what Keith was saying, I began to see my life, man, do a, not a 360, but a 180. I began to go in a correct path down the right road where I began to reap the benefits of growth. I began to reap the blessings of what God had for my life. Look at what Proverbs 12, 26 says. The godly give good advice to their friends. The wicked, the wicked lead them astray. Your true friend is going to give you good advice. The wicked people in your life, man, the people that are not really your true friends, I hate to say wicked, let's not say wicked, that's kind of harsh. The people that are not in your life, they're not going to give you good advice. They're not going to give you good advice. They're going to give you some advice that's going to hurt you. It's going to damage you. Dog, you know what? You need to punch his lights out. <laughs> you punch his lights out, and then guess what happened? You end up like one of my kids that used to be here before when I was here. One of the kids I used to have here before, man, got, I told you guys the story. He got robbed, got robbed, and, you know, his boys told him, dog, we need to go get that cat. We need to go get him. He went to go get him. He shot the cat. Ended up in jail. His mama had to bail him out. She couldn't bail him out. Had to put her business up. Had to put her house up for collateral. And still couldn't get him, still couldn't get him off. She had to come up with $100,000 to get him off. All because somebody told him, dog, you need to go get him. 
Now, they running scot-free, living their lives out here. Jeremy Turntine, you know exactly what I'm talking about, don't you, Jeremy? Jeremy, remember, good kid. Played basketball just like one of y'all. Look like one of y'all. That's what's crazy. If I had a picture, I'd show him right now. No different than y'all. But listening to the wrong people, allowing the wrong people to put things in his head that caused him to go out and do something foolish that ended up causing his parents to lose everything they had, trying to save him from getting locked up, which he ended up getting locked up anyway. Your good friend will not cause you to fall. They will protect you. They will cover you. Your untrue friends will cause you to do stupid and foolish and unwise things. Everybody stand up. Hey, parents, thanks for listening to the podcast today. We hope this was a blessing to you as you see what we're teaching over here in Regeneration for your young person. And uh, we'd like to encourage you to always tune in every single week. Thanks. Hey, we want to invite you to come out to Regeneration Young People, ages 13 to 18. We meet every Sunday from 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. And we try to make it relevant for you and your generation. We have a great time in the Lord, fellowshipping and uh, just interacting with each other. And uh, our whole goal here at Regeneration is to build community and help you find a place where you belong. Regeneration is a ministry under the leadership and direction of Dr. James L. Mormon and Sister Loretta Mormon. Uh, I'm the youth pastor, Minister Pierre D. Mayo. And you can always come out to visit us here at Christian Tabernacle Church. Our address is 26555 Franklin Road. And that's in Southfield, Michigan, 48033. Uh, the church phone number is uh, 248-213-4770. Please feel free to email me if you have any questions. Our email address is regeneration at ctabchurch.org. That's regeneration at ctabchurch.org. And uh, I'll respond back to you as soon as I get your message. God bless. Have a great day.